Thank you for listening to the Roundtable Consult, where we discuss political and social issues that matter to you from a spiritual, medical, and legal perspective. Join the conversation with your host, Attorney Sonia Madison and Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to the Roundtable Consult. I am your host, Dr. Mark Williams, and I'm joined as always by my wonderful and insightful, thoughtful, and intelligent co-host, Attorney Sonia Madison. How you doing, Zion? <laughs> Just cheesing as you let all that good juice come out of your mouth. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Was, it. <laughs> I was trying to hold back the laughs more than anything, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's getting on thick right now. But okay. Hey. When it's the truth, to... it just comes out. You don't even have to withhold any laughter. Right. You know, out. every time every time you're telling somebody a lie, they're like, say it with a straight face. Say it with a straight face. You know how it goes. I couldn't say it with a straight face. Look in my eyes. <laughs> exactly. You look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. See? Don't tell them the truth. Oh, well. Anyway, you know, you my, you my, you my cousin, and I love you. I love you. I just want you to know that. And everything about you, even the the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, <laughs> well, tell me, were you surprised by Liz Cheney's loss? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that that yeah. is something you should get out with a straight face, but <laughs> that was more than a loss. That was a butt whooping. I'm disappointed by it. I am disappointed by it. I had said long before. I think it became a strategy of hers. Uh, was that Democrats, they know they have no way of winning in in um, Wyoming. So that what they should do is to change their registration over to Republicans and vote in the primary. Um, and that's what my thought was, because, and frankly, they probably should have done the same thing during the general election if they had done it at this point. Why actually continue to vote for and and maintain a party that you know is going to lose you continue to cast votes that you know are going to lose so what you do is you then vote for the lesser of the two evils um because one evil is going to win if you want to call republicans evil i'm not saying that republicans are evil that might not have worked so well for um the general election in terms of getting a moderate, I think it could have worked well for getting a moderate Republican into the uh, House, to their one House seat. And so, such as well, like- Well, here's again, something to, to think about. I mean, and I guess this is partly why your disappointment, Cheney voted with Trump and the Republicans consistently. So this has to only be about the January Trump. 6th hearing. It's, yeah, I mean. it's about your loyalties to Trump and his and his nonsense. You know, you got a you got a loyalty test, a litmus test to pass. If you recite the words of Trump and pledge allegiance to Trump and all of his nonsense, then you can get the vote for his in his primary. But if not, and we're seeing that well, at all least across in Wyoming, the- at least in yeah. Wyoming, because again That's- here in Georgia, Brian Kemp was not a Trump fan, and he did win his primary. Um, as well as some of the uh, people in the Secretary of State and 
uh, that were in charge of handling the elections that Trump went after in Georgia. So it really does depend on your district. Um, but, but he's yeah, in a high 80s Wyoming. in terms of his endorsements winning the primaries. He's at least, I think, in, a, in the high 80s. 80%, 88%, I think is what the number I heard, which which is quite impressive, which means that um, a lot of Trump-backed uh, candidates are going to be running in the fall. Democrats are excited about that. Uh, Mitch McConnell, you hear this past week, is concerned about it because he's now, before they were really optimistic about taking back the Senate, and now they're thinking like, yeah, that's, that's dead because we've got, and he said it's because we got poor quality candidates. And so... <laughs> You're right, Mitch. You're right. <laughs> and he really wanted to say evil, but he chose, he chose poor quality. <laughs> but it remains to be seen. So the, the way that the uh, House seats are set up, they still run the possibility of taking back the House, especially with some of the redistricting uh, that, that that they've gotten away with and gotten um, instituted into law where they dilute a lot of the Democratic and particularly minority votes. So some of those things are going to take effect. And so they very well have a better chance, may have a better chance of taking back the House. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully the um, the Biden administration can continue riding this high that they've gotten. And hopefully the Mar-a-Lago uh, mess that is going on right now may prove to be uh, uh, a godsend for the Democrats come November. We'll see. We'll see. If, if Biden continues to keep pushing out initiatives and legislation that appears to be a little bit helpful to the middle class and the Republicans continue to have to fight off the January 6th hearings <laughs> and the Department of Justice and the FBI. Well, it looks like Lindsey yeah. Graham is going to be down in your state next week testifying because <laughs> despite his best efforts to to try to stop that and prevent him from having to testify so close to an election season, but they're coming after them and, and require them to require him to testify as well. I think a judge uh, denied his request uh, to stay that um, appearance and. I guess he still has some other appeals um, pending right now. We'll see this coming week if he actually testifies or if he like Trump, please yeah. the fifth 440 <laughs> times. Selectively. Well, and, and interesting enough, I hear that um, former VP Mike Pence is considering testifying to the January 6th hearings. Yeah, I think you're starting to realize that that's, that's his only chance for a political future is to... <laughs> yeah. He, he's realizing that, you know, I, I'm, I'm out of this, you know, I might as well. Yeah, well, I guess it's like I dodged death. So let me figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. Huh? You would think one would think, but, you know, that the political power is a mighty thing, you know, to hold and to be able to wield that type of power. People are willing to sacrifice a lot of things for it, uh, which is a scary thought for me. But. This is this is the system that we have set up in our beloved United States of America, and we'll see Which how it we'll works. We'll then go into our topic of free will. It's <laughs> 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 what we call it. It's what we call it. I will say I read something just recently about in Georgia again. Georgia is just like you guys got so many things going on that the Supreme Court <laughs> actually ruled in favor of black voters for once. Go figure that. Um, Hey, we're taking back the state. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> there was something, I think, in terms of um, the public commissions 
board. There's it's an elected seat that they that public utilities commission or something like that, where the the commissioner seats are appointed or elected by uh, people in the districts. And so there are five commissioners, I believe. Each one of them are required to live in the district that they represent. And the reason why that that's re- important, I guess, is because this board will also determine things like utility rates and things of that nature. But you, in order to be on the commission, you have to live in the district that you represent. But the election uh, of that position is a statewide thing, which doesn't make sense. Why would you have the entire state voting on a district representative instead of having that district specifically vote on who they want to be their representative? So uh, they felt that that really disenfranchised black voters in that regard, because, you know, in, in predominantly black districts, their vote can be diluted because the election of the commissioner is a statewide thing. And so if somebody else in another district doesn't like the person that you in your black district would ordinarily vote for, they can vote them out and and put somebody else in that position. And so a, a district judge ruled that um, that the Republicans couldn't institute that law before this election. And then they submitted it to an appellate judge and appellate uh, court, the 11th district, I think, um, actually overturned that district judge ruling. So it went all the way up to the Supreme Court and Supreme Court then said, well, you know, we're not going to uh, withhold that. They left room for the Republicans to still try to redraft everything before the elections. But I guess the official society is probably too close at this point. We'll just let it be. So, uh, but you know what the goal is. The goal is eventually to dilute black votes. And for once, I think the Supreme Court in a half-handed way sort of intervened and, and did something. Now, have you heard of this Purcell provision or something like that? The Purcell, no, I think that's what it's it. called. So I guess it's it's a it's a it's a rule or something that helps prevent a federal court from intervening in a local or district uh matter so close to an election within a certain distance to an election because obviously the election should be local and uh for the federal court to intervene and that would be inappropriate and so they somehow another quoted this per sale provision or whatever as the reason why they would do that but anyway this is all stuff above my pay grade the point was was that you know the supreme court our conservative leading Supreme Court finally scored one for black voters. Yay, Supreme Court. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that is for America, not for black voters. That is for America. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, but, you know, I feel like, you know, these, the the, the legislators are actually now working for me. They are doing the, the, the will of the people and finally, can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to let you have the full camera view. <laughs> yeah, you can't look into my eyes and you can't see me say that with a straight face. Not on this one. Sorry about that. But it does at least then bring up the question in this, uh, who's who's making our laws and are those laws representing us? Uh, are they actually producing a liberty for us? Are they actually uh, are they preventing or helping us to exercise our free will? I'm excited to bring on the show today 
a dear friend and brother, literally brother of mine. Uh, he's my brother-in-law, actually. Um, but he is a, um, aside from being my wife's biological brother, he's also a, a veteran of the Navy, served in 20 years, so he knows something about law at least uh and 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 liberty if there is such a thing as liberty in the military i hopefully he'll mention some of that but his name is adonia israel and uh he's got some really interesting perspectives and i, I wanted to bring him on to this show because he's very passionate about a variety of um of issues and that concern us in terms of not just in a legal stance and the sense but also in a spiritual sense and I do, we host, have, have these conversations where um, they always go to a spiritual nature. And I think he does have some, I think, keen insight, uh, even spiritually. And we hopefully we'll be able to share some of that as well. Donnie, hey. welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> Every little listening audience. Hey, well, you know, before we get serious, I do want to ask you. How did you feel when your wife, well, your sister forced Mark into your family? Talk about free will. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Yes, <laughs> so I found that, a good thing. That explains his good decision. What about her? <laughs> she's made a she's made an honest man out of. Him. Oh, okay. So us women do got to change them. I see it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We're lions in the wilderness. We need to be changed. Never mind. Let the Lord change me. But, you know, let the wife. Let the, hey, I'm a trust the Lord. After 30 years, if, you, if the Lord didn't change you, it's like, well, hopefully the woman will, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you better let the Lord nah. do it. Nah. <laughs> I tease. But, yeah, so let's, let's get that's serious. A good, that's a good tease. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Donnie, we, we, one of the things we, we were having this conversation, obviously, one thing that we, we focus here on, uh, one of our primary focuses on the roundtable consult are laws. And, and, and laws are, you know, some people view laws in a variety of different ways. And very few people will discredit the law when it favors them. Absolutely. But when the law disfavors them, a lot of times there's there's critique and then not only of the law itself, but also of the lawmakers. Um, what is the purpose of law? Why do why do we even have laws for that matter? Would you think would you say? I think uh, the original uh, natural laws are just embedded in us and we pretty much operate off them naturally without thinking about it. Like in nature, if you look at nature, everything appears to be operating according to the laws of that particular species. A man is a man is something else. Uh, man, I think originally in our natural state, that man did have free will. Uh, but I think after the fall of man, I think that's when laws had to be brought in to kind of remind and kind of bring man back to try to remember the original uh, state from which he fell. Uh, so laws are there to guide. And also we, we implement, some laws are not even laws. They're just basically like statues. Um, so a law is that to guide, to give guidance. In yeah, other words, if you want to, if you don't, you got some interesting points and I just want to stop you because I feel like you, okay, sorry. Is, is there a difference between morals and laws for one? 
But for two, when we're looking at Genesis, when God gives the instruction not to eat of this fruit, does that in your mind mean that is a law or is that not? Uh, to, me, that's, to me, that's just a, a guidance because the question I would ask when God said that is why? Why and would you he, ask the question? It's said. Well, because I, I think being, that's partly think, why that they ate the fruit is because they didn't know the answer to the why. But I guess the question is, I think again, we should have answered. I think huh? we should have asked. I think we should have asked because then that would have gave guidance on why my father told me not to eat it. So you think it's God's fault because he put in no. a law or an instruction. No, no. What I'm, what I'm explaining saying is the reason. For no, it. no. What I'm saying is I think that if we would have asked, OK, before uh, seatbelt became a law, right? Is it a law? I mean, because yeah, to me, I mean, it's law, a state thing. I don't know what's in your state, but it's, it's but, a law but in to Georgia. Me, <laughs> a law, a law is there to protect someone's uh, liberty, life, and property. But if I'm not wearing a seatbelt, why am then I accused of breaking the law if there's no injured party? So laws are there to protect life, liberty, and property. Anything other than that is enslavement. So the seatbelt doesn't protect life. If I get pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt, who is the injured party? Who did I injure? So if there's an accident and you're injured, you're saying, hey, then justifiably that's, you can use the seatbelt. That's rules. different. But here's the thing. <laughs> but Many if there's have no died. accident, then you're saying you should not enforce the law. No, what I'm saying is. Uh, once we start being nickel and dime with statutes, because it is a statute, it's not a law. Uh, once we start getting nickel and dime with statutes, then I think that's where man begins to become enslaved from the freedoms that God literally gave him. Uh, when we start talking about laws, well, they say that where you'll see buckle up the seatbelt. That's the law, but it's not. It's a statute. I guess I, I guess maybe for our audience, what is the difference between the two? You're saying the law protects life and liberty. The statute does what? The statute generates revenue for the states or the county, the local governments. Okay. <laughs> and we, and you know, we as a people of color, we fall victim to this very, very, very much. We fall victim to the statutes, not the laws. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we we get. And, and they know they can go after us because we can't afford lawyers. So they can nickel and dime us with all these statues and we can't defend ourselves properly. And we'll have spent, end up spending so much time locked up because we couldn't afford a good lawyer to, that really knew how to operate in this uh, Admiral, Admiralty Maritime UCC jurisdiction of statutes or commercial codes. So, so you would consider... Uh, so I guess we're, we're maybe we're messing around with some semantics here, uh, because if you think of law in a broad sense, law is simply a set of rules uh, that conduct or describe or confine uh, behavior, an acceptable uh, group of behaviors and whether or not, whether it's acceptable and or predictable, because if you want to start talking about the law of nature, the law of nature is is a group of of laws or prescriptions for how one is to behave or 
to predict how one will behave in that situation. So I guess in a broad sense of that, then statutes would also then be laws because they would then prescribe an expected behavior or a predictable behavior. And those that would have consequences to them if that predicted or expected behavior is not followed. Uh, so then, yeah, you can you can consider that. And so what, what it seems to me is that every law is intended to subjugate an individual or or being to something. So we all must be then subjugated to something. The question is, is what are we being subjugated to? That's that's a good question. That's a good question, because I was subjugated to my parents uh, laws in the house. Uh, and when I went to school, I was subjugated to the school's uh, statutes and policies or policies. And so everywhere you go, we're subject and governed by a corporation's policy, a way of operating. And this is just a fact of life. Uh, but I think for us as, you know, beings, God, human beings, the highest, we, we consider ourselves the highest uh, and have dominion in the earth, but there's something in it uh, on the earth that is usurping our true authority as a self-governing body. Well, let me ask this: Are we also not subjecting ourselves to a certain order? Yes, I mean, we are. Yeah. We okay, are. And so and so we then are. it maybe perhaps. You explain what is the, I guess, negative reasons uh, or negative, there, I, I guess, connotations for having the laws. Because it sounds like you're against it. No, no, I'm not against it. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. What? Here's. This is what I'm against. I'm against when I give someone power of attorney, and they use the power of, of attorney now to swindle me out of my property out of my are, inheritance. Aren't there laws to protect you on that? Or you don't there are, but, it, but, but we're not, we're not uh, privy to these laws intentionally. We're, made, we're, we're kept ignorant of these laws intentionally. Like when we signed up to get a driver's license, did we sign up now to be fined for every time we go above the speed limit? Where did you read that in your uh, driver's license uh, 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 where it says, do you agree? <clears throat> So we agree to a lot of things that we didn't get the full disclosure. We didn't get the full disclosure of what we was really signing up for. And I think if we got the full disclosure and really took the time out to read a lot of these uh, amplifying uh, policies and uh, things that statutes that we would subject ourselves to just for a small benefit, I think we would probably stick to uh, riding horses. And, and, well, and, and that's it. The problem with that is that the consequences and the full disclosure is never available at the institution of the law. Absolutely. Prime example, prime example, the um, the crime bill, Biden's crime bill back in 1990s or whatever, when it was written, um, it actually gained the support of so many really black leaders in the yep. community. And everybody at that point was saying, hey, listen, the amount of crime that we have is, is getting out of control and a lot of civil rights leaders uh, had actually lent their support to this because they didn't predict and couldn't foresee 
the negative consequences of the implementation of that law. So writing the law itself is not often the problem. It's the no, it's implementation, execution, and the um, enforcement mm -hmm. of that law where the problem lies in. And so the law itself wasn't bad. It was problem. The problem with the crime bill was how it was executed and how it was disparately executed. And unfortunately, when you write the law, you can't predict with certainty how it will be executed. And so so when you when you sign up for it, you say, OK, I'm signing up for this, understanding that this thing may have some unintended consequences and having full disclosure that it will have unintended consequences. When the when our founders wrote the Constitution of the United States and guaranteed everybody a liberty, uh, a freedom of speech those things had unintended consequences. And we find ourselves now grappling with how do we deal with the unintended consequences of free speech? Because the founding fathers were, had, no, had no idea that the average Joe would have the microphone that the average Joe has now. When I'm saying has the microphone, I'm talking about the uh, the internet, social media, and the ability to magnify or amplify their voice, their ideologies, which can sometimes be hateful and destructive across the world. And so now I I can actually put something out in a matter of 10 minutes. That thing can be all over the world and it can go viral. And so our founding fathers wrote a law that was really good in their perception at that moment at that time, but they couldn't possibly have had the foresight to predict the negative consequences that come about as the as a result of the execution of it. Absolutely. And what they what what they established in the Constitution, that is only for the District of Columbia. Every other uh, national born statesman falls up under the Constitution of that individual state or whatever state you reside in. So it's very often we, we actually usurp being up under our state's constitution by using the abbreviated two-letter code state. So when we use that TN for Tennessee, we are literally you putting our placing ourselves up under federal region. Uh, so this is how they trick the people into being federally governed. But truthfully, we should be only governed through state and because we are ignorant of this that we are statesmen meaning we are part of the united states continental republic not the united states uh corporation and this is why the birth certificate represents the corporation the u.s corporation that it and you are the trustee of that corporation i mean the beneficiary and the state is the trustee but we don't never get told this and so our birth certificate has, at this point, Mark, you're about 60. So your birth certificate has <laughs> a, your birth certificate. <laughs> what are you talking about? about 52. Okay. 52. And, and, and okay, sorry. So your birth certificate <laughs> has millions of dollars of value, and we don't even know it. And we running around in debt. Our states also have been made uh, part of this U.S. debt by allowing us or the government to give federal aid and use this uh, code to tie us to the federal government. So if 
America, when if America ever claimed that we are really truly bankrupts and the and the bankers come in and, and lay claim, there's going to be a whole new government pulled out of the people and pretty much all your uh, state representatives going to be sent to Alaska to the concentration camps because they represent the constitution of the states and they know that that would be a problem trying if it if the people understood how the federal government is abusing their power uh, through our ignorance, then I think we would probably be a little bit more careful on who we voted for. Because it, it's really not about Democrat or Republican. They're just two sides of the same coin. This is the double-headed eagle of the Freemasons, 33. And so we're they're play, they play good cop, bad cop, which is sleight of hand. How can we and, 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 and they're all bought and paid for by corporations. So America is no longer a republic. America is under a bankruptcy right now. And we are under duress and don't even know it. Like our Let system is literally. Go ahead. If I, if I say 1871, what does that mean to you? That was the war uh, that was for 1812. I'm thinking about 1812. I don't know. What is 1871? I, I was just trying to figure out if this is where you okay. were going with some of that, the Organic Act of 1871 okay. with the U.S. Constitution, oh. with the U.S. being incorporated. I didn't know if that's where you were going with some of this conversation. Well, the, this the, is a group of people you, that really talk about the yeah, incorporation the US of the corporation. United States. That, I was going to say, we're about to get into some conspiracies, but I, I did want to make sure that... I, I did want Go to down make that sure route. there's an understanding um, for, for at least I, our audiences as to where you're coming from. Because I know you started off saying statues aren't, in your opinion, statues aren't laws. Um, but you do concede that they are requirements or instructions or guidebooks or whatever that we are mandated to follow. If And if we don't, then we are pretty much in jeopardy of our, our, of our life and our liberty and all that kind of stuff. Um but now I, keep, I feel like you're you're changing to, but we really should only be governed by the states versus having right. a whole federal government. So because it the sounds federal... like you would be in support of statutes than opposed to state statutes. As long as it does not infringe upon the liberty, life, and property of another human. Right. Okay, so and, law, it, and, and even at that point, because you can, and I understand you, you said this earlier that people don't know, but you you can sue for um, if you feel like a, a statute is infringing on your life and, and liberty. I mean, we've had people do that. That's why you know Brown versus Board, and even with the the most recent um, abortion, there are people that say, "Hey, this is infringing on my life or infringing on a certain liberty that I have." I want to either have this statute or this um, regulation or this federal law overturned and declared unconstitutional. We do have that process. And so then I guess part of the question then, then that I have is, because again, I just want to make sure your point is, is clear. Are you saying, hey, I oppose any type of regulation or any type of state statute? Or are you saying, hey, listen, which is an argument that a lot of Republicans say, hey, listen, the federal government should just be about international or should just be about, you know, interstate commerce or anything that will require multiple states to have some type of conflict and, and leave any type of issues related to the residents of that state up to the state. I mean, that's a lot of that's kind of the position of the Republican Party. 
Or are you saying, hey, we have no use for the federal government at all, and everyone should just look at their state as their, I guess, federal government or as their entity for regulating laws? Um, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, I said a lot. You got to say which the, one. I mean, the, and the, you know, your federal, answer is typically what Mark says. So yeah, I agree. I just, I just want to say that the federal, <laughs> the federal government founded by the so-called founding fathers, uh, we are not under that federal government anymore. That was the, that was the, uh, that was a republic. We are now under democracy, which is corporate. Okay, so, so the it, European so, is corporation is the one coming up with these laws and not the absolutely because okay. we are under international law because we are being governed by law of the sea, Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction. That's federal. So UCC. It United Uniform Commercial Code is exactly what we are being governed by federally. That's why we got to fall to the states so that we would not be violated. See, once we start petitioning government's constitution, you you at you you're gonna be governed by law of the sea. We're on land, and so by us being on land, we fall to the states. Government is territory. District of Columbia, Guam, federal government. Puerto, District of Columbia, Guam, Puerto Rico, and other uh, Virgin Island territories. That's the federal government. That's their people. That's their constitution. Our constitution is our state's constitution. And if you don't know your state's constitution, this is why the state can override them overturning that so-called abortion act. The states can override it because the states have a different power than that one of the sea. We're on land, they're at sea. And we must remain on the land in order to exert our free, you know, our rights. We're not at sea. They got you, the citizenship is to operate under commercialism. But once you not operating under the, uh, the capacity of commercial commerce, now you back on land, as the living man. In other words, the, corp the, the, the birth certificate represents the straw man or the corporation. Your name is a corporation. And so you operate doing uh, business using that social security number. So, and, but when, oh, go ahead. But when you own land, now you're no longer operating under the corpse. Your name is in all capitals for a reason. When you ignorant of this, they take advantage of you because according to them, you dead. And so if you get pulled over for any type of infringe of their laws, they call, they haul, they summons you into the court. Now, why do they summons you? Because according to you, you lost at sea on the ship called citizen. So you need to be summons. And when you appear, you appear as the ghost, not the living man. And that this is how they've been totally. getting over on. <laughs> this is how they've been getting over. I just on. totally went over my head. I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I won't I'm even sorry. go on the land and the sea part. I like won't even because that's well, a whole and I did want other to take us back to the topic because I'm sorry. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I, and I, I did want. Sorry. First of all, I did want. If if it does it surprise you or would it surprise you to know that for the most part people are prosecuted under under their state statutes? Would that surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me because I've experienced it. <laughs> okay. And so then you would be, you're okay with that because you're like the state is here. Uh, I'm not okay with it because 
I'm not okay with it because the courts in the states do not represent the living man. They represent the international jurisdiction of law, admiralty, maritime. Put, put the courts aside. Put the courts aside. Does the statute represent what the people want? And you're saying no, because the courts is just enforcing a statute. The sta okay, the statute. statute I guess if the, the, statute the statute represents what the people want, are you okay with the courts enforcing the statute? Well, we, we actually agree with it because we sign to get that benefit of whatever they, they, they offer in such as uh, when we buy a, a driver's a license is a, is a, a car. not a right. It is a, privilege, buy a car, right? But here's the buy deal. a car is not a right. It's a, well, but, but, but going deal. back to the speeding. You have the you have the free will not to drive. Is, is that fair? It's not I'm asking. If you, it's not free will if there's a speed limit that I must follow. Do you have the free will not to drive? You got the free will not to drive. Okay. Okay. So then as it relates to the speeding, do you feel like they are taking away a free will if you concede that, hey, you have the option not to drive? It is not a right. It is not something right. that yeah. you have to do. I, it is a privilege. Okay. And so then, so in, in that vein, you know, even going with the seatbelt, you have the option not to get in a car. And therefore, you, and therefore you don't have to then, if you get in the car, you don't have to abide by the rule of buckling your seatbelt or well, having what if insurance. I was told, what if I was, to tell, what yeah, if I was to tell you that there's only one law truly, and it's called common law. And that law states that man shall not in or man shall not harm another person nor their property and this is the only law we can violate so when i don't wear a seatbelt, yes it's a statue and i know but this is why we don't know who we are and so by us not knowing how to operate in the court when we go into court i can actually get out of being convicted of that ticket literally without being fined nor charged because I know that my vehicle was not being used for commercial purposes. I was not operating under the corpse. I was operating and using the vehicle to travel, not drive. There's a difference. We don't know the law. This is what I mean. We don't know the difference between driving and traveling. Driving for commercial use, traveling for personal living man use. Okay, and so say you do know the difference. Are you saying, hey, then the statute is there or clear or gives you a free will? It's just that the enforcement of it is taking away our free will to the courts. Are you saying the statutes by themselves take away our free will? We we gave up our free will. We give up our free will when we operate under the courts. The corpse is dead. It has no it has no rights. So if the courts weren't there, no, this is not courts, not but courts. Statutes. Corpse, you said corpse, corpse, corpse. Oh, Are so like a body corpse. The okay, dead man. Okay, okay. Which means <laughs> okay. You, the, the man representing the birth, the, the man that's identifying with the piece of paper called birth certificate. You are not that. So you're you saying the minute that the woman decides to keep a pregnancy or the state forces that woman to keep a pregnancy, that baby automatically loses their free will because they're a state citizen. But and, we got to know the difference between operating using the birth certificate and operating outside of commercialism. See, there's two different United States. 
One is a commercial United States, which is the federal government. And the other one is the Republic United States. And that's the living man. That's the one that gives us our liberty of pursuit of life and liberty. And there should not be infringed upon. When we operate under the dead man, you dead. There is no rights to a dead man. But that's what we've been taught to identify by. This is, this is literally what Jesus was trying to get the people to understand. And this is why he was taken out. He was taken out because he was literally trying to get them to operate and understand that you, 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 you don't have to operate in the system, even though you in the world. You, you got to know how to use this commercialism, but also walk as a living man. We ain't been taught that. And this is intentional. Our ignorance is intentional. So how it does the not, Republic of the United States, the distinction that you made, how does that operate? It operates according to the constitution of the states. So every state has their own constitution. And every state, this is why all the laws would differ from state to state. Some states got marijuana that's legalized. You, right. You, and you, so you see when, what I'm saying? And so, and so when those state laws violate uh, someone's or infringe on, a, on an individual's person, their liberty or their property, then what's the remedy? The remedy is even the state is a corporation. So when you understand that the state is a corporation, you got to make the distinction. Were you doing commerce, which is contracts, or were you operating as just regular living man? There is a difference. Many, you got a business. And so your business would fall up under this corporation side. But you yourself, living man, you are not the corporation. You are living man. And what is the surname? Uh, whatever surname you have, that is, you are the son of man. That is the real you, not the birth certificate, not that name that's in all caps. It's your surname that is the real name of you. And that is because you are the son of man. And this is why we have what they call a surname. We have to understand the difference. When, we, when we're operating as living man, you use the surname. When you operate in a commercial, you use the corpse. That is the difference. It's just, we just never was taught this, man. That's, that's all I'm saying. So by us not understanding, when we go into the courts, we're going into a commercial court system not a just court system such as what we have with the judges uh, on our earth. So then again, if, if the state's statutes or anything else infringe upon, let's say, for example, my civil rights, what's my remedy? Can you give me a, an example? Uh, I have a right to they say go back to the abortion. Oh, because I mean that's a state statute that a lot of women are saying is infringing on their right because they believe they have a right to an abortion and the states are coming up with statutes that are taking away their right. Well, so, I would ask women this. If there was no hospitals, if there was no uh abortions, I would ask you, in nature, how would you abort the baby that you didn't want? And that would be my Why answer. is that relevant? It's very relevant. I mean, it's the state relevant. is taking away. We're talking about a state taking away a right that I don't you, look at that you have I, have articulated as a right that that person has because it is something that you know has been given by this uh, the court the C O U R T the court. So there's a right that the person has, 
the state statute removed that right. Now, yes, we can get into the philosophical of, well, why would you want to do it anyways? I mean, what were you going to do? Right. But just focusing on the state removed a right via their statute. How does then that person get um, either just justice or a remedy what they feel like is a violation of their right? Man's human rights are of God. And even the, the even the unborn child, which is called the fruit of the womb, the reward of the Lord, uh, has a right. Uh, how dare we fall into this system of devaluing the unborn child? So and then, I'm in your saying, mind, it is and, like, and, hey, in my mind, if, is if morally, human. If morally, I agree with it, then then you could use the court. But if morally no, because, you disagree with it, then it should not have been a right. You you would agree that the state should have removed that right. I'm just like you. I agree. A, 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 a abortion to me is not a right. I, I just don't look at it as a right. It would be but no how different. Are you, I guess, the, again, when I, I want to make sure the viewers understand. Okay. How are you defining right? Is a right based on what the Constitution? Or no, based we, on, when we're dealing with Or is a right rights. based on some religious or moral um, instruction? We're dealing what is a with, right? We're dealing with human. So when we have human, it's either going to be wrong or it's either going to be right. There, there ain't no... There ain't so I just, no but other. I just want to make sure it's clear. You're you're I'm advocating actually, for uh-uh, everyone actually, to have their own actually, or religious actually, compass to determine what rights are. I'm actually advocating for mankind in my stance. I know, and then your advocation of mankind, you're basing it on what is a moral or religious, um, I guess, I freedom or 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 guy. I didn't bring I didn't bring morality into it. I asked you if they if if they want abortion, why do you petition the state or federal government to get rid of a child that you don't want? You don't get- petition the state or federal government. There was a right. That's what I'm saying. Put aside your view on, on abortion. It was a right that the government gave women. Can we agree on that? But it was gotta- a right that the government gave women. So women in exercising that right didn't go to the state to petition. They went to hospitals. They went to clinics that offered it because it was a right that the government provided. You put aside whether you agree with it or not. It was a right that they had. No one was being prosecuted for having an abortion because it was a right that they had. But But now the state comes in and removes the right. How does someone who says, hey, I felt like this right that I had that could not be disputed that you had that a state removed. How can they then get remedy for that? Put aside whether you like the statute or not. There is no argument. You know how they get remedy for it. You know how they get remedy for it. If you want to abort your baby, how are you going to do it? You want to do it. You can't force somebody going through the courts. And so that's what I think that's what Mark is asking. Is that then the remedy you go through the court and file your petition for the right through the court? That's that's why you losing, because you can't compel a commercial court to do something to your human body. They have. They have. Courts in, in have either, in the, either said, hey, you have the right to do that or you don't. So, I mean, there have just like a court can say, hey, yes, you did commit this crime of robbery. I'm putting you in jail. Hey, you did not wear a seatbelt. You are responsible for this fine. I mean, that's what courts do. They enforce 
the consequences of the statute, right? Hence, hence the reason why I say we don't have free will. That's why. Because the because courts they can, enforce Because the they statute? can create, they can, they can give a law and take it away. This they is can. the system that we live in. And that's why we don't have free will. Because if they, just like before uh, Black people really knew about bankruptcy, before that, they was fine. But once black people start learning about bankruptcy laws, oh my goodness, they changed those laws very quick. And so this is how this Same system with guns, operates. Right? Same yes. with guns. This right, is how this right. system operates. See, I don't believe that we should be running around carrying guns. Why? Because it just gives validity, validity to this violent culture that we live in. But you think that people should have the free will to run I, around and carry guns. No, listen to what I just said. I said, I don't believe that we should be allowed to carry. I know, but, but in saying that, are you saying, I believe that that free will should be taken from them? I do. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so then I just want to make sure take that, to the viewers, are you advocating again. for the statutes because you appreciate that I they know, are putting limitations on that? I, on just that, know that law, or, I just know that laws are there for, uh, to, to either bring down man or bring man into something new. And I just say these laws that we're esteeming as God's laws have nothing to do with the creator of the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that therein is. This is all man's doing. And this is why we are in bondage to these laws. Man is in bondage today. We are still in bondage, folks. And it's called your judicial, your legisl your legislative system. See, the federal government is a one-party system. It is just legislative. Now, your 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 land constitution is the three branches of government, but the commercial one on the water is only legislative. All it is is legislative. It's not for us. Although they get you to think it is, but it's not. The one that your state, the one in your state is for you. And that's the so, one that you should so be let me, using. Let, let's, let's. For however benefit, listen, being that I don't have free will, I say use the laws to your advantage. That's what I say. Okay. So unless incendiary topic than abortion, <laughs> your civil rights. Um. There are some state laws. I don't know if there are if all of the state laws uh, prevent uh, discrimination against a person based on the color of their skin. Right. If they hopefully all 50 states now actually do have laws against that. But if we are subject only to state laws, the legislators in these states can easily change that law and say, yes, you can now discriminate based off of race. If the legislators no, who are can. overwhelmingly, who are overwhelmingly Republican and overwhelmingly white in Tennessee and or in Georgia, uh, decided that they will say it is now legal in these states to discriminate based off of the color of one's skin, what is our remedy? You don't have no remedy, brother. That's the problem with the, that's the problem with uh, governments is, as I said before, they can make a just law and enforce it and an unjust law and enforce it. And your recourse is absolutely void because it will be law. 
So here's the recourse. Here's the recourse that we have. Mm -hmm. It's federal courts. And the federal government has a role in enforcing laws that should be uh, that that infringe upon an individual citizens of the United States personal rights or civil rights. And without the federal government, we would not be able to. That's why those crimes are brought through federal courts. That's why. uh, What's the guy's name shot? uh, George Floyd. um, Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin. And and that's why he was brought against state as federal state state was brought on a state, but he was also brought under federal charges for violating uh, George Floyd's civil rights. All four of the officers were convicted in federal court of violating uh, federal uh, civil rights, George Floyd's civil rights. Are you saying that you're willing to give up that type of protection so that the federal government would not be able to impose laws? No, because we are under common law. And as I said, common law is God's law, which is do not harm another man's liberty, life and property. And so they yes, they're guilty under common law. They need to so go who to enforces federal. that? Who enforces we that do. under common we law? We do. We do. Who is we? Who is we? We the people. We the people. Which people would say when, is the federal government? Let's no. We, it's called a lynch mob. No, it's called a lynch mob. That's what it's called. A lynch mob. <laughs> when you understand, when you understand that vote is not V-O-T-E, but V-O-L-T. So you give power to the politician to do your bidding. If your politician that you ran out and vote for does not become neutral in extending justice. And what is justice? Justice is not a woman holding a sword in one hand and a set of scales in the other. Is, is justice the January 6th capital right? But justice is when you are standing in the neutral middle position, judging without bias. And if our system is not set up that way, how will you ever get justice from the laws that are just? If they're biased already against you because of the color of your skin, who are you going to run to? Because the federal government has proved that they backed the enslavement of the so-called Africans. And I'm saying, I, I just say, man, we in a tough situation. And I think that there is a remedy. There is a remedy, people, is know how to operate in the straw man or the court man, the corpse and the living man you see because if you know the power of your bond certificate which is your birth certificate a lot of these things that you are experiencing with whatever gripe you have that your rights are being violated like i said i i don't know how to force a a government to give me an abortion i really don't i don't know i really don't know i have no answer for that man and i i I understand what y'all saying as far as a woman who feel like she's being stopped from being able to pursue what isn't, you know, it might be life-threatening or something, but yeah, that's a tough one. I, I, so I feel let me ask you this question. Can you have liberty without laws? That's all we got is liberty. That's all can, we got is can liberty. Can you have liberty without laws? Liberty is given and taken based on laws. Liberty is a give and take, man. That's all we have. That's all so we you can't. So you're saying that you can't have liberty without having we laws got, then. We yes, agree. you can, but the thing is, certain things that you are given liberty to do can also be changed and take those liberties away. So when your liberties are taken away, how do you get them back without I laws? I don't know. If, because if without a case, law... Hey, 
I would be a politician if I had that answer. <laughs> I really would. I really would, man. Well, well let's would. shift it right, right quick before we end. Let's shift. Can you be a Christian without, I guess, God's law? Absolutely. So then you because the law <laughs> because the law is written in you. The law is written. The law is embedded in your whole being. And you know how you know that when you doing when you get ready to do something you ain't supposed to do your conscience. That is our connection to the Most High. I mean, that's well, a, there that's are people who are reprobate. <laughs> there are people who are reprobate. But that is, but that is not my until... fault. That's why they got laws, right? Because the law is written for those who say, "Man, you." I can enslave you because of the color of your skin. But once, when they first started doing that, a lot of my brothers and sisters who are white, they were against it, but they felt like if but they some spoke were out against it. Because their conscience said, yes, or seared. I their should be was superior to this their conscience was based disconnected. on their skin color. Um, and you're saying, hey, as long as you're following your conscience, which is, I guess, the law that you should follow, then you should be okay. Not Actually, even the Bible backs me up on that. Uh, Paul said, Paul said, whatsoever a man do uh in his conscience does not condemn him. He just says, Don't do it in front of somebody whose conscience condemn them because they just a little weak. You might can do something that another person can't do. So don't if you know that they can't that this person might not like you doing certain things, then so he don't stumble for conscience sake. Don't do it in front of them. He, the conscience is the God. If you I think you're confusing conscience and Holy Spirit, those are two different I, things. I, you can call it. You can call it that. No, thing. because everyone has a conscience. Everyone, everyone has a Holy Spirit, but not everyone, everyone identifies or understands or invites the Holy Spirit to guide them. Let me or subjects themselves to it. Right, Let because your conscience and your Holy Spirit can say two different things. Yes, your conscious and your whole I'm a, and the, I'm and a, I'm maybe a, not yours, maybe I'm not yours, but some people's. A, some this. people's conscious say a lot of things that contradict what the Holy Spirit says. Yes. I'm gonna say this, man. We do operate in programs that we learn through social, uh, cultural conditioning. So that don't mean that that's part of your conscience. I'm telling you that when the the, 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 if an animal in nature that is naturally a prey upon that animal and you see that animal laying together, you say, well, why ain't, why ain't they killing it? Because they ain't hungry. And so I just think humans have become pretty much worse than the animals because we say we love God whom we can't see when we hating the person that we do see. And I think that the only way we prove to love this unseen God is by loving those whom we see. And if we don't get that out of the Bible, then our religion is in vain. Well, I would agree with that. And so let's let's end on this point of agreement. Let's end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but I appreciate this, man. It's always a good it's always good I to have a conversation it, with you. And uh it looks like our time is up here for the round All table right. console, but we do appreciate you uh for coming on and sharing your perspective. Well, you know, this is always interesting. We'll have to talk about it as another topic for another day. But um I appreciate the guest, Adonia, for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
to the Roundtable Consult. We are here every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can catch us on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's a topic that you would like us to discuss, do let us know. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been another episode of the Roundtable Consult. Listen to this or other episodes at your convenience on your favorite podcast directory or listening app. Or catch us live every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern at facebook.com forward slash roundtable consult. Tune in live and join the conversation.